Welcome to a Calvary Montclair Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will learn of Jesus, grow in Jesus, and share Jesus with other people. Service times are on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. and on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. For addresses and directions, please visit our website, www.cmontclair.com. We pray that you are blessed by the teaching of God's Word by Pastor Joe McTarsney. Luke chapter 19. When he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite you where as you enter, you will find a cold tide on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. I want to draw your attention back to verse 28 and notice those words that, that it says that he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. So Jesus, he did go on ahead up to Jerusalem, and he was entering into his final uh, last week of ministry. And, and what's amazing to me about our, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, um, and Jesus knew that he was going to be ended up going to the cross. He knew that he was going to be beat. He, he knew that he was going to be crucified. He, he knew it, and he still went ahead. And, and we know that, that Jesus was not a reluctant Savior, but a willing savior. And, and um, no one had to twist his arms. No, no one had to um, cause him to be intimidated of the cross. He went to that cross. And why did he go to that cross? Because it was, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews um, chapter 12 that it was the joy of the Lord that, that endured the cross. That, that shame. Now, what was the joy? Well, one, to be in his Father's will. Secondly, knowing that you and, and I one day would embrace him as a Savior and, and Lord. And so he went to that cross and he died upon um, the cross on, on our behalf. According to John chapter 10, verse 14, John chapter 10, verse 14 says um, that, that I am the good shepherd. Jesus said that I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as a father knows me. And I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. That he lays down his life willingly for the sheep. Know this. Your life and my life was worth of Jesus going to the cross and dying for us. Why? Because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're the apple of his eye. We're the delight of his heart. And, and, and so your life has significance. Your life has value. And not only your life, but, but people's lives in, in this world. And so may you communicate that message to other people that, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they're made in the image of God and that Jesus went upon the cross to, to die for them because they're worth it. Now, in verse 29, as Jesus was going to Jerusalem, we we're told that Jesus asked two of his disciples, um, he gave them an assignment to do something. Notice that with me in verse 29, what he asked two of his disciples to do. So verse 29 says, And it came to pass when he drew near Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples. And so that's what he did. Jesus sent two of his disciples. And so as they were drawing near Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, drawing close to Jerusalem, 
um, he sent two of his disciples ahead. Now, the, the location of, of Bethphage and, and Bethany, the Mount of Olives and, and Jerusalem, they're really close together. In fact, we're going to show a video real quick. And in this video, it's going to show you just a proximity of, of, of the location of Jerusalem and where Bethphage and Bethany, the Mount of Olives, um, is. So we'll, we'll show that video right now. So that's the picture of, of Jerusalem. In fact, I, I'll give it a plug now. Um, in the back, we have brochures um, that uh, our, our church, Calvary Montclair, um, the Lord has opened a, a door for us to go to Jerusalem. And, um, and so you will be able to um, walk this road um, that, that Jesus walked on the, the final week of, of his life, um, which starts today. And, and they call it, this is the road of, of Villa Dolorosa. And so he, he entered into Jerusalem. He walked that road. He went to the cross and he died. But praise God, three days later, he rose again and we serve a risen Lord. And so we're going to have an opportunity to, to walk those steps that, that Jesus walked in. And so he asked um, uh, two of his disciples to, to, to go away to go ahead. And, and so what Jesus did is Jesus gave them an assignment. Jesus gave them an assignment. And it's important to know, as Jesus gave them assignment, that Jesus also gives us an assignment too, that we have a, a God's assignment on our life, that, that God has um, caused us to, to live according to his will. And it's just so important that you would seek God and, and ask the Lord, Lord, what is my assignment? I'm here living life for a reason. What is your will? Even Jesus knew the will of his father, according to Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke 22, verse 42 says, not my will, but your will be done. And so even as the Lord Jesus Christ um, sought his father and wanted to be in his father's will, and even as these two disciples knew that, that, that the Lord gave them an assignment to, to fulfill his will, um, we are the disciples of Christ this day and age, and, and the Lord has given us an assignment. The Lord has given us um, his will for our life. And I and I just think it's very important that you would seek God and, and ask the Lord, what is his mission for you to accomplish while you're living upon the face of the, the earth? Now, in verse 30, we are given um, some more detail of, of the mission um, that Jesus gave these two disciples to do. Notice with me in verse 30. Verse 30 says, um, saying, go, go into the village opposite you, whereas you enter, you will find a coat tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. Now, I wanted to draw your attention to the word um, in verse 30 that says, go. He instructs him to go, to go into a, a village. And, and, and even as Jesus instructed them to, to go into a village, um, know that the Lord has also instructed us to go, but to go into the nations, to go into the nations and let people know about him. It's in the, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, that says, Matthew 28, 19, to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. So as the Lord told these two disciples to go into the village, we also have been told by the Lord to go. And we can't make any excuses. 
you know, it may be when, when we get to heaven, the Lord may ask us, um, what did you do with that word go? When I said to go and, and make disciples. And so that is one of our assignments here um, in, this, in this life that, that we're living, that we're to make disciples. And how do we go about making disciples? One is just by, by living a life that, that reflects the Lord Jesus Christ and how you live your life. And then also, too, another way to make disciples is to talk with people and, and, and to share with them um, what, be, what it means to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, a discipleship. That, and a discipleship means that, that we're a student, that Jesus is our teacher, and we just want to follow his ways. And so, so may we, we do our part, and may we be a, a disciple of Christ and make disciples um, um, in the areas that the Lord has called us to, to, um, um, to be at. And so know that your first area that the Lord has called called you to to be at is in your own Jerusalem and that that means at your own home so in your home to your family members and then to 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 the next um, part um, to the places that you're called to work at and and then the, the um, other parts were the places that you visit um, that that you would always reflect the Lord Jesus Christ and so know that you have a mission for life and your mission is to lift up Jesus so people can know him and and um, and 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 lift up his name Lift up his name and, and live out his name too. Being obedient to, to the words of Jesus is, is so important. In fact, when you are obedient to the words of Jesus, it's an earmark of a follower of Jesus. When you're obedient to his words, it's an earmark that you are his disciple. For Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 21, John chapter 14, verse 21 says, he who has my commandment and keeps him, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. And so we are called. We are called to, to love Jesus. And the way we love Jesus is simply to obey his word. And may we be a disciple that will immediately obey the words of the Lord. And even these two disciples, when the Lord said to go, um, you don't see here in Scripture that they were reluctant. They say, you know, what? I don't like I'm not really feeling it today, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I want to relax. It's just been a tough week and and I don't want to go and 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 I don't want to carry out your assignment for 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 my for my life. No, we can't do that as a disciple of the Lord. But we're called just to go out and to trust the Lord and just to obey the Lord. And so know that um, when, when we go out and, and serve the Lord, we always um, act out in the Lord's foreknowledge. The Lord's foreknowledge. You see, these two uh, uh, disciples, they went out and um, they acted out in the Lord's foreknowledge because the Lord told them that you're going to go and you're going to see a, a coat. It will be located there. And Jesus told them exactly what, what they're going to be doing. They're going to see a coat. They're going to loose it. And then they're going to bring it bring it to Jesus. And know that um, we live out the foreknowledge of the Lord. And the, and the foreknowledge of the Lord is... Um, his plans for us is there and we just have to trust him for in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope in a future and so may we be a disciple of the Lord that will obey him every step of the way every step of the way and they, may we trust him may we say Lord I trust you at your word and, and I'm going to follow your word every single step of the way now, in verse 31, we learn of uh, Jesus' instructions to the disciples. Um, and Jesus says that if, if, um, if anyone questions you, this is what you're supposed to say. Notice that with me in verse 31. In verse 31, Jesus says, if anyone asks you, why are you loosening it? 
Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. You may want to underscore where it says, because the Lord has need of it. Because the Lord has need of it. I wonder in your life, what would the Lord have need of? What does the Lord have, have need of in your life to further his kingdom? Know this, that God does want to pour out his spirit in these last days. God wants to show himself strong on your behalf. And God wants to save souls. Now, how do we know that God wants to save souls? Because God is a redeemer. God is a savior. And he, he came into Jerusalem just to save people because people were in need of a doctor. And, and, and it is King Jesus that, that is a, the great physician. And he can heal and he can help people. And so as we know who the Lord is, we know that he is the way. We know that he is truth and, and we know that, that he is life. And so knowing that of, of the nature of the Lord and it's so important to know who the Lord is and his nature and the characteristics of God, knowing that it's important that we share him with other people because um, people are hurting. People are broken and people are going through a difficult time. And the Lord wants people to cast their care on him because he cares for them. The Lord wants to give people rest. I think that the average folks that, that live here in this world, they're just carrying weights on, on their back. And the Lord sees us. He's a heavenly father. And then what's he, what he does is he, he orchestrates situations for his people to interact with, with those that are going through a difficult time. And then all we simply need to do is just open our mouth. And he's, he will fill our mouth. He will guide us. He will lead us because he has a foreknowledge. He, he knows that the people that are hurting and he will orchestrate situations to take place so you can encounter them and you can share with them the hope. You can share with them the truth. You can share your testimony on once upon a time that you were hopeless. You were going through a difficult time. Things were tough within your life, within your family's life. But you met the Lord. You met the Lord and has set you free. You were a captive and you are free because of Jesus Christ. And, and that's why the Lord came. He has come to set the captive free. And he is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so today there, there's people that, that, are, that are, are bound because the enemy has lied to them or their flesh has got the better best of them. As a result of that, they're in bondage and they need to be set free. And that's why the Lord has, has come. He has come and, and, and he needs us. The Lord has need of our life. So we could just open our mouth and tell people about the truth of, of the Lord. The Bible says that we are co-laborers of Christ. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, it says that we are co-laborers in God's service. And what an honor that is that the Lord will say that I would like to use you to be part of my team and to further this great message of, of salvation to people's lives. And then we say, Lord, you want to use me? Yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. I want to use you. I want to fill your mouth with my eternal words. And you just share the, those words. And, and those words are alive. They're powerful. They won't turn back void. And, and know that about scripture. God's word is potent and powerful. And it will always accomplish its purpose. And, and we're like a mailman and a mailwoman. We're just delivering God's mail or God's word. And the Lord will bring the increase. The Lord will bring people to salvation. We don't have, we're not like salesmen. We have to like close the deal. We're like, okay, I got to say the right words and I got to close the deal. And today I close four deals. No, no, we don't, we don't have that thinking in, in serving the Lord. 
It's the Lord the one that draws people to salvation. But we do our part, and what, what an honor it is, isn't it, that, that we get to be a part of, of God's service. Now, this pick our study in, in, with verses 32 through, through 35. Verse 32 reads, So those who were sent went their way and found it, just as he has said to them. But as they were loosing the coat, the owners of it said to them, Why are you loosing the coat? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the coat, and they sat Jesus on him. So know that everything went as Jesus said it would, and they brought the coat to Jesus. So Jesus is now sitting on the coat, and he's about to make his, his way into Jerusalem on a coat. You know, what's interesting about that is that Jesus chose not to go on like a war horse and just going in like a, a, a conquering general with, with, a, uh, with a sword in his hand and he's just going to go cut people up. No, he didn't come, come that way. He didn't, he didn't come to cut people up, but he came to heal people. He came to love upon people, and it's the kindness of him that draws people to repentance. And, and he came as a, as a meek shepherd, and, and, and even as a cult represents meekness, it represents peace, and, and that's how, how he came. And, and that's what people need this day and age. They need people to come alongside them that will be meek and, and, and full of peace and, 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 and that we would share the, the love of, of Christ with, with, with them and, and let them know and tell them, hey, when's the last time that someone told you that there, there's a Savior that loves you unconditionally, loves you just as you are, and loves you enough not to keep you in the state that you are, but, but, but mature you and, and mold you in, into the image of, of God? And so that's the Lord's love for us. And so he, he came in. He came in um, very humble, um, on a coat. And, and, and may we be like the Lord Jesus Christ. And may we freely humble ourselves and ride into places um, and come as a servant. Because Jesus came into this earth not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for, for many. I, I think this is a day and age where, where the term of uh, servanthood is being lost. That, that, that people don't want to serve, but, but they want to be served. They, they want to sit in the front seats. They want people just to um, adore them and worship them. And, 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 and may we be the opposite. And that's what Jesus was. Jesus, Jesus came to serve, serve other people. Now, let's pick up our study with verses 36 through uh, 40. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the majority works they had seen, saying, Blessed is a king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, Rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. So in verse 36, it says, as, as he went. So as Jesus went into Jerusalem, 
He is actually fulfilling Bible prophecy according to the book of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. In the book of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, it speaks about Jesus. It was prophesied of Jesus from the prophet Zechariah that he would actually enter into Jerusalem. And that was written around 520 B.C. And now it's being fulfilled. Know this uh, in, in regards to Bible prophecy. Every single Bible prophecy will be fulfilled. Every single thing that the Bible says in the Old Testament will be fulfilled. I think of the Bible prophecy, how um, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 1 through 9 speaks about how the Jews would, would come back to their homeland after so many years of being persecuted. And we know that that happened and, and, and the date is um, May the 14th, 1948. So in, in the book of Deuteronomy, it speaks about how the, the Jews will be dispersed, God's people uh, uh, just spread out throughout the, the whole nation. And then the one day that they would actually come back to, to Jerusalem and and then they would actually become a nation. And, and we know that they came back and that was in, in, in May the, the 14th, 1948. With Bible prophecy, you can place your confidence in the words of the Lord. So what, whatever the Lord has said, it will be fulfilled. I wonder, has the Lord given you a word? Has the Lord spoken to you? Like Mary, like Mary, when she was going to give birth to, to Jesus, the, 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 um, it was spoken to her and she kept God's word in her heart. And I do encourage you, when you have time, have devotion time with the Lord. Open up your Bible, read God's word. And as you read God's word, the Holy Spirit of God will speak to you and hold tight to God's word. Because, because God's word is, is likened to, to um, uh, an anchor. It's an anchor for your soul. And, and when you're going through the storm, hold on to the word like an anchor and know that storm will pass and Jesus will get you to the other side. And as you're going through that storm, hold on to the Lord, hold on to the Lord. And, and, and he will cause you just to be safe, secure and strong. And as you're holding on to, to the words, Lord, you just can't help but just love the Lord more because he loves you. He cares for you, and he, you are the apple of his eye. Now, notice with me in verses 37 through 38 how the crowd responded to Jesus when, when he entered into Jerusalem. Verses 37, 38, how the crowd responded to Jesus when he entered in Jerusalem. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is a king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now, in verse 37, we're informed that the crowd began to praise God for all the mighty works that they had seen. So their praise was filled with remembrance. They remembered all the mighty works they had seen. Notice at the ending of verse 37 where it says, they began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. Praise should not be mindless, but thoughtful of the great things that we had seen God do. What has God done in your life? What great things that you have seen God do within your life. I encourage you to re remember those great things. And as a result of that, praise God. To praise God for all the great things that, that he has done in your life. 
something else to point out in verse, 30, verse 38. Notice at the end of verse 38 where it speaks about that, it says peace in heaven. It says peace in heaven and not on earth. It says peace in heaven and not on earth because there won't be peace on earth until people accept the Prince of Peace. And Jesus came as a Prince of Peace. And so people in this, this world, they're crying out for world peace. People even change their name and call themselves world peace. <laughs> but world peace won't happen until people embrace the Prince of Peace. And so this is what people need within our family. This is what people need in, in, our, in our workplaces. They need the peace of God. And when people have the peace of God, it starts off when they make peace with God. So they make peace with God. They're saying, God, I surrender. I sur surrender my life, my will to you. And I bow my knee to you. And once we do that, then we have the peace of God. That surpasses understanding. And so that's what the world needs today. They need to bow their knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he came into this world, into Jerusalem, and into this world, and into our lives, so we can have um, peace with him. Now, in verse 39, we, we learn the reaction of the Pharisees when the disciples were offering praise to him. Notice with me in verse 39. In verse 39, it says, And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, saying, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Rebuke your disciples. So the crowd's praise um, caused the enemies of Christ to be uncomfortable. And, and when people don't know the Lord, praise God's praise causes them to be uncomfortable. Why? Because they're not living for the Lord. They're, they're convicted. And, and they even called Jesus as a teacher. They noticed they didn't call him as a Messiah. They only saw Jesus as a person that just shares profound truth with others. We're called to praise the Lord. We're called to praise him. Because in verse 40, it says, if we don't praise him, then the rocks will cry out. The rocks will cry out if we don't, we don't praise him. Notice that with me in verse 40. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, if worship does not occur, the stones will cry out. And if that happened, that would have been truly the first rock concert. <laughs> you know, it's tragic that that man is the only part of creation that rebels against worship. Man is the only part of God's creation that rebels against worship. The heavens declare the glory of God. Rocks will cry out to the Lord. May we choose to be disciples that, that choose to worship the Lord. There's something beautiful about worship. The word worship means to kiss towards. It's just some of you um, may have um, a small child uh, um, or a niece or a nephew, and, um, and I don't know, they, they may be ones that, that, that put their hand um, over their mouth. And maybe you taught them to do that for you, towards you. And then what they do is they just kiss towards you. And there's just something so beautiful about that. Well, when we worship the Lord, that's what we're doing with, with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're kissing towards the Lord. And so when we worship him, and we worship him um, before church service and then right afterwards, we'll, um, uh, well, in church service at the beginning and then right afterwards, um, and you're, you're, you're singing to the Lord. And what you're doing is you're actually, you're, you're kissing, towards, kiss, kissing towards the Lord. 
And so may you and I be worshipers of Jesus. In Psalm 150, it says, let everything that has breath to praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Do you have breath today? Of course you do. (laughs) Then let's praise the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. And let's conclude this morning with verses 41 through 44. Now as they drew near, he saw the city and notice he wept over it, saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they're hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embarkment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in it one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Notice where it says that Jesus wept over it in verse 41. You may wonder why Jesus wept over it, over over the people. Jesus wept over them because they were blinded. They were blinded um, because they they knew the the prophet's words of of Zechariah. They knew the prophet Isaiah's words. Um, They knew the scriptures. They knew in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, Unto us a a child is born, unto us a Savior will be born, and his government will be upon um, his shoulders. They knew that the prophets of God, they knew the words of the prophet, but they didn't take it to heart and they were blinded. May we always take God's word to heart. And not only God's word to heart, but may we be obedient to God's word. The Bible says that they miss the day of their visitation. In verse 42, it says that, that notice where it says your day. They miss their day. Their day of visitation when the Lord is going to come. Again, another prophet named the prophet Daniel. Daniel in chapter 9, verse 24. He actually predicted that exact day, the exact day that Jesus will be riding into Jerusalem. And they didn't take the scripture seriously. And it just went over their head. And they were blinded. And so Jesus wept for them. May we, as disciples of the Lord, not be blinded. May we say, Lord, may you open our eyes to your truths. And Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to live out your truths. And may the Lord never weep over us because we don't get it. But may we live for the Lord. And so this day, as we... Celebrate, really, and that's what they did. They, they laid out palm branches um, as Jesus was entering into Jerusalem. Let's lay down our life. Not necessarily palm branch, but let's freely lay down our life and say, Lord, freely enter into my life, and may you be the Lord over my life. I wonder, is there any area of your life that the Lord is not Lord over? Surrender it to him. Sin is not worth it. What sin does, sin separates us from the Lord. And so may we say, Lord, may you be the Messiah of my life. May not I only see you as a great teacher, a profound teacher, sharing profound words, but Lord, I see you as the Lord over my life, and I have a relationship with you. 
and know that God will give you peace and he'll take away your anxiety. So this day, may you welcome the Lord to enter in your life and right into your life. Let's pray.